The Buckeye Raw Extra Podcast is proudly presented by CF Bank, the boutique bank. Trusted for over 125 years with commercial financing, residential lending, personal banking, and more. Visit us online at www.cf.bank. NMLS 409132, all loan subjects credit approval. Terms, fees, and conditions may apply. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Second row middle, Dave Biddle, 24-7 sports. Ryan, schematically, how um, much different is Michigan under uh, Mike McDonald compared to what they were under Don Brown? Uh, significantly different. Yeah, I think um, you know this style of defense is a little bit more NFL-oriented, the way that they're uh, structured. Um, I felt like um, you know Coach Brown was a little bit more um, you know college-oriented, and. Um, and they're very good. They have very good personnel, and they've, they've done a good job this year. Your first game in the rivalry was in 2017. Is it one of those things where you can be told time and time again whether you're a player or a coach, but until you experience it, you don't really know what the intensity level is like in this game? Yeah, I would say so. And, um, you know, I thought I'd seen a lot of games and uh, before uh, we even kicked the ball off. You know, they tell me that JT took a shot in his knee, and uh, he may not be able to play before he even played a whole uh, a single snap in that game. So I knew at that point we were in scramble mode, and, uh, Dwayne had to come in in the third quarter, so uh, and every year it's uh, it's a battle. Oh, uh, um, second row left, uh, Bill Landis, the Athletic. Ryan, um, playing Craig Young at cover safety last week, playing him just sort of a little more in general in that role, was that kind of using the guy's skill set dependent on on the matchup you guys had? Maybe? That's what it was. Yeah, you know, Craig's a little bit um, you know bigger and gives us a little bit more. Um, in the run game there uh, based on some of the personnel that we're getting. So uh, it's week in and week out based on what we're seeing. And with a guy like that, I think, I'm think i sure he had thoughts of what his role might be this year. He's not played a ton. You move him around a little bit. Just just how have you seen him handle all of that to now he's at the point where you're counting on him? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's had a great attitude all year. And I think because of that, um, you know, he's playing late in the season for us. And he's a um, you know very important part of our defense. Uh, I thought that um, you know, he's worked really, really hard. His attitude's been great. And, um, and so here we are in some of our biggest games, and he's out there. Uh, front row right, Joey Kaufman, the dispatch. Brian, coming into this year, Denzel Burke hadn't played corner um, in, in high school, played some receiver, then was hurt his senior. Did you know he could, I guess, make this much of an impact from, from the start and play as, as much as he had and as kind of much as he had? Uh, we knew he was talented, but didn't know he'd be able to make the impact that he's had so far. And um, he's got a, a huge challenge this week, and uh, you know he's going to work really hard in preparation for this game. This is his first rivalry game, so um, I know he's excited about that. But uh, he has really, you know, learned the position well and uh, stepped right in. And he's very competitive, and I think that's the thing you notice week in and week out is how competitive he is, and um, you know how consistent he's been. Did he show that early on, like in camp? Yeah, yeah, he showed up uh, pretty early in a couple of the um, spring practices. Um, you know, even he's coming off of the shoulder injury. He uh, he made a few plays early on, and you can usually tell with a young player when when they make a couple plays. You know, you know you have one. Front row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Right. Obviously, you guys need to play Thibodeau. You guys handled the front office pretty well as a quarterback. When you know there's two guys that you kind of have to deal with, like what's going through your mind when you know that either side, there's a guy that's going to get you. Yeah, I mean, they're a big, uh, big challenge for our tackles and, and for our whole offense. Uh, these these guys do a great job off the edge and up front, too. You know, the two inside guys are very powerful. Uh, they do a great job in coverage. So it's going to be a big challenge for our guys in, in protection. And 
um, you know, for CJ and, and everybody, but it's also going to be the receivers to to make sure they're getting open with separation. You know, it's it's everybody across the board. It's the running backs picking up things, and um, so yeah, very very talented, very powerful on the edge. Um, you know, they mix up their their rushes. So uh, again, big challenge. When, it, when there is two of them, does it kind of change the game plan a little bit? Like you want to get the ball out of your quarterback's hands a little bit quicker just to help those tackles out. I mean, you know, you can. You can do different things, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, get crazy and start to, you know, deviate from what you do well, but you, but you have to know where they are and you have to respect them for sure. Uh, third round left, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Yeah, Ryan, I saw in the game notes, but I think Bayer's the only guy who's started against Michigan. A lot of your starters haven't even played against Michigan. How do you make sure that the guys are ready for everything with rivalry entails? Well, we, we work it year um, year round. You know, every day we we work it. Um, you know, we work it in the off season. We work it uh, on Fridays during the weight room. You know, we have uh, so many different things that we talk to our guys about. We have um, you know our, our sessions in the preseason and in spring. We have meetings about it, so we just constantly talk about it, and we talk about it in recruiting. This is our number one goal here, Ohio State, is to, to be team up north. Period, and um, and we got to do it. So. I think the guys understand that. They understand what a huge week this is for so many reasons. Um, first off, just the rivalry itself. And then secondly, there's everything on the table here, certainly an opportunity to go to Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, I, we have their attention. Uh, those guys have not played the game, though. And, uh, you know, it's the first time for everything. So they they got to do a great job in preparation. But at the end of the day, you know, they can't also make it bigger than it is. They have to just go out there and prepare and and do what they've done all season. Do you feel like this team is peaking at the right time to where you're ready to you know, play your best football in these biggest games of the year? I mean, I hope so. I think, you know, now that we're 11 games into this thing, we know who we are and we know what we need to do. And, and when we're, we're all playing together, then, uh, you know, we're pretty dangerous. But, you know, all it takes is a little bit off, a little bit, you know, here and there. And, and you know, it's different. So that's why we have to bring it every week. And that's what we talked about going into last week is, you know, the, the best team doesn't win. The team who plays the best, and you have to play the best. And how do you do that? You prepare during the week at a high, high level. So the competition is on uh, this week to prepare as, you know, as high as we possibly can. And even then, it only gives you a chance. So, um, and, and we got Thanksgiving this week. So it's all those things that our guys are doing for the first time this week. But uh, I feel much different than I did, obviously, 11 weeks ago with this team. And uh, Cody Simon, Kate Kaczurski both left the game with injuries. Are any updates on their status? Uh, Kate and who? Uh, Cody Simon. Yeah, uh, you know, Cade, um, we'll see. Um, it looks like it's probably more of a long-term deal. Um, and then uh, Cody does not look like a long-term deal. So deep left, Jacob Bench, the Lantern. Hey, Ryan, you just touched on it a minute ago about how dangerous the offense is. And given it's number one in the country, and you're going up against the Wolverines defense this week that's also top ten in the country. Just, what do you expect this week in terms of offense versus defense? Is this going to be the toughest challenge you've had all year? Yeah. Yeah, this is a very good defense. Um, I think they're well coached and they have really good players. Um, you know, playing with an edge, so you know we got to practice with an edge and we got to bring it as well. And you know, it's going to come down to you know certainly uh, you know how hard each team plays, which you know uh, I think you're going to get everybody's best effort. But then it comes down to execution. You know, who makes plays in the end. So uh, the preparation this week is very very important. When an offense is as explosive as it is going against a defense that locks down as much as it does, what is the key to one going over the other in a sense from your vantage point? I just think that uh, when you're when you're playing matchup games like this, it comes down to you know whatever edge you're looking for, and that's you know whether it's a schematic edge, whether it's an edge fundamentally, whether whatever it is, you know you have to find that edge in games like this. And so uh, you know we've 
both teams have played a lot of football now, so they kind of know where they're at. And it's just a matter of now putting together a great game plan, uh, practicing it, and then putting it on the field on Saturday. Wide right, play ball to the SYX. Just curious if you've ever gotten caught in the tunnel that leads to the field and, and what you felt in that, you know, walking beside them. Do players ever get in the face of a coach, or is it always player and player? Or what the hell do you hear in that tunnel? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that tunnel. Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, emotions are running high during the game, and uh, so there's fans, there's opposing players, opposing coaches. Uh, we've had coaches who coach for the other team and coaches they coached with and kind of barking at each other in there. I mean, there's been all the above, so... Um, but that's that's how you like it. That's what you want in a game like this. The adrenaline's already going at that point. The adrenaline's going now. Now? Yeah. Today? Oh, yeah. 12-14 Front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, uh, you grew up in New Hampshire. You throughout your coaching career until you got here. You had no connection with the game. When did it hit you just how big this game was? My first year here, um, I... Uh, when, when my son would come in, every time we left the Woody, we would go through at the front door and watch the highlight video of, of the game before, and that was a double overtime game. And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, you know, I just want to be a part of this because it meant so much to so many people. And I watched this game growing up, watched so many games, watched that game the year before and just saw what it meant. And uh, instantly it, it became something I just wanted to be a part of and, um, you know, hope that I was able to enjoy uh, you know, a victory against the team up north, and it's something that um, you know I understand what it means to so many people, and just try to embrace it over the years. Can you describe the pressure that you feel, especially in a game like this one with so much at stake, and it's not just a rivalry; it's everything else this year. Yeah, I try not to to focus on that because it doesn't do you any good. Um, when you start to think about what you just said, uh, it can become overwhelming for anybody. You know, to say it isn't—that's not accurate. Um, so what do you do? You just get right back in it right now. But let's go. Let's have a great day today. Let's have a great team meeting. Let's have a great practice. And let's just try to grind the best we can as we get into to, to Saturday at noon. And um, you know, I don't know what else to tell you other than, you know, it, there is a lot of pressure. And that's the way you want it. You know, you want this game with everything riding on it uh, at their place. Um, it's going to be, you know, a wild environment. And, again, that's why you come to Ohio State. Uh, front row right, Austin Ward, let him in roll. Urban pretty famously would look for, I don't know, quotes or comments from analysts or the other team and use that message board material sometimes. What's your philosophy on that? Do you find it, it works? Do you, do you want it? Do you look for it? Do you use it? I mean, we uh, you know, we focus on ourselves, but, you know, there's obviously a social media out there and there's, you know, guys read things here and there. And, um, you know, we certainly don't need uh, extra motivation for a game like this. Everything's riding on it. It's the rivalry game, but... Um, you know, I know the guys are always watching and see what's going on up there. Is there even an actual bulletin board anymore? Or is that <laughs> we have TVs. <laughs> okay. We have TVs throughout the facility, and we'll uh, we'll put some stuff up on there every now and again. If you're working on a speech, though, does that stuff slip in? Something other somebody might think, or is that just not part of what you operate? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, you know. I try to think things through when, when we um, we message the team. We try to um, be very thoughtful about that. But then every once in a while, you let your emotions kind of. Jump in. You have to be real. I think the guys appreciate that. We're going to go far left. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Uh, Ryan, last year's uh, game being canceled, what, emotionally, what kind of impact did that leave on your team? Um, 
you know, it was actually a fairly quick turnaround because it was the third game that we actually had canceled that year, and um, we we quickly were told that um, you know we were playing a game the next week. Um, it was a, it was a difficult year last year, and, and we had several games that uh, were canceled, and so uh, we, at that point we were kind of riding the roller coaster a little bit. But um, you know, it was certainly something that we had to kind of uh, you know turn over the next page quickly and move on. This year, how does it impact any motivation or I mean, I don't think we need any more motivation. Um, you know, two teams playing in the rivalry game for, for a chance to go to Indianapolis. Um, two very good teams, and, and here we are um, in November, Thanksgiving week. Uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, front row middle, Nathan Berry, Cleveland.com. Do you know yet if Emeka is available on Saturday? I guess you can have a two-part question. First on him, and then secondly, why was Julian the guy that you chose out of everybody to Take that long uh, we're hoping to have a mecca for this weekend available, but um, um, you know, Julian, he um, first off, he wants to do it. Um, he, he really um, was kind of, um, you know, in Parker's ear all uh, month about getting back there, and, and then certainly when a, when a mecca was unavailable, uh, he wanted to get in there and uh, kind of owned it. And um, you know, I thought he did a couple good, you know, good job on a couple of the returns, and we're getting close there, uh, but. Uh, I, I think that Julian has the uh, big playability to take one back. He's big, he's strong, he's powerful, he's got good running skills. And uh, so that's another weapon for us back there. How much do you prepare to see J.J. McCarthy mixed in um, with their offense and, and what are just your, your analysis of what you see from him and the way they've used him this year? Well, um, you know, he's very, very talented and he has uh, kind of a dual threat um, approach to his game. He can uh, do some things in the, um, you know, the ride and the side game and uh, he can also throw the ball. He's quick, and um, you know, so he has, he has a little bit of that dual threat. And so uh, it seems like you know that's kind of what they've done a little bit when he's been in the game. But he can also throw the ball really, really well. So we'll have to you know go through and you know really look at the film and find out you know what what the tendencies are. But at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to change you know really what we do defensively based on you know who's in the game. They don't they don't have that much of a different package. Order far right, Barry WBNS. Do you work on this game year-round, and if so, what kind of things do you do, and, and how much do you watch them throughout of what they do? Yeah, we always we always have one eye on them. Um, it's just the way we go. We we do our, our business, you know, in recruiting or um, you know in the season. You know, you can't be crazy about it. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're going to get distracted from what the task at hand is during the season. But um, you know, we always have an eye on them, and as you know, in the off season, we have different things that we do, whether it's in practice or in the weight room, um, that's dedicated towards this game. There's a lot of tradition to go with this game, senior tackle, the marching band. Um, every coach that's been here has tried to put their, their front to, have you created anything uh, now that you're the head coach for this week? Well, uh, not really, uh, other than um, just trying to continue the, the great tradition that's been here. Uh, I think there's a lot with this week. Uh, there's a lot on our guys' plate. And, uh, you know, some great traditions. Obviously, the, the band coming on Sunday night is a great tradition. You know, we have Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we always bus up uh, to Ann Arbor. So there's a lot anyway with Thanksgiving and everything this week. So um, the biggest thing for us is just, you know, really talking to our guys about how to manage this week, how to get your rest, how to stay focused. And with a little bit of a different week, with so much going on, really not a little bit, a lot going on, um, just really focused on preparing to play the best game they can possibly play at noon. And that's... That's really what we've spent our time on. Right, right. Jeremy Birmingham, Letterman Roll. Ryan, in a game like this with CJ, who's so calm and 
know, always just sort of easy going. Knowing what's coming on Saturday, do you guys arrange for him to talk to guys like Justin or JP or Dwayne about what to expect in that stadium and you know how to prepare for this game differently? No, no, because um, while it's a obviously a huge game for so many reasons, the, the game itself isn't any different than than playing the game. Um, you know against a really good opponent. You know, you, you have to still go out there and play the game. You can't overthink things. Um, certainly there's a lot riding on it. Um, but other than that, we're still playing football and it's still going to be, you know, a loud environment and all those things and against a really good team. So, um, you know, there's certain things you want to talk about, but there's also things that, you know, you just got to go out there and do what you've done all year and have confidence in that because we've built up, you know, a lot of, a lot of good reps this year. How much do you think playing at Nebraska – helped you guys get ready for this? Because, I mean, it's not the same rivalry, obviously, but the atmosphere in Nebraska was pretty good, and the fan base was very, you know, intense. Yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, even the first game against Minnesota, you know, and, and um, you know, playing on some of these road games has been great, um, and it's all part of the puzzle on where we've gone today and part of the journey. And, uh, you know, this will be a new step in the journey. You know, after, after on Saturday, you know, on Sunday morning, you know, our whole team will have played in this game. You know, that'll be another new new thing. There's been a lot of new things this year. And so uh, this has been obviously on our schedule for a long time. We've been preparing for it. And so now we've got to have a good week. Corporal Middle, Patrick Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Ryan, similar to what Bill asked you, but when there's, you know, say throughout the records, I think you said that after the game, but when the records are what they are this year, yep. does that change anything? Not necessarily what you do. I know how you guys prepare for it, but just... The mentality of going into a game, and like you said, there's everything on the line. No, I mean the preparation is going to stay the way it is, and that's something that we've always talked about is just our standard and um, you know focusing on us. But that being said, when you play against a really good team, you got to do your homework. You got to know where their strengths and their weaknesses are, what they do schematically, you know, all of the above. So, um, you know, I think there's some, there's a part of that that's true. You mentioned watching this game when you were younger. Was that just because of how big it is? I mean, I know there's plenty of rivalry games that happen across the country this week, but being in Massachusetts, were you aware uh, you know, of this, maybe not on the level you are now, but different than maybe in Alabama, Auburn, or some of the other rivalry games? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, um, it was just growing up, one of those things you just always watched. You know, I mean, if you love college football, this is the biggest game there is. And just remember, you know, great games and so many people caring so much about this game. And it didn't really matter where you were. Certainly in Ohio and up north, it was it was front and center. But across the country, it's the same way. Uh, I've got time for just a few more. Uh, uh, deep left, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated. Coach, the, uh, the, the two games against Penn State and Nebraska, red zone offensive efficiency was not particularly good. The last couple of weeks, things have certainly gotten much better. What has been cleaned up the last couple of weeks that's enabled you guys to be more efficient? I think we've been cleaner just overall execution that the penalties have been down. We've got to keep that up if we're going to win this game. Um, I think we had one penalty last week total. And um, when you look back on those games, it was a ton of them and a bunch of them on offense, just foolish ones that got us off schedule. And certainly when you get off schedule in the red zone, that's when you really get yourself out of whack. I feel like the run fits have been better. We've been better, doing a better job staying on schedule uh, in the run game and being more efficient there. So I think when you combine all those things, it's, it's a, you know, allowing for better efficiency. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave have gotten a ton of recognition that, that maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba hasn't quite received on a national level. Perhaps it's just the veteran status. But it, it feels like Jackson Smith and Jigba has quietly had 
maybe slightly better of a year than either Chris or Garrett. What have you seen from him that makes him really stand out, maybe beyond the statistics? Well, I just, you know, I don't know who, when you say better year, you know, I don't know what I'll, you know, what, what that means. I think they've all played at a high level, and I think Jackson has done a very, very good job um, on the perimeter blocking. He's done a good job on third down. He's done a good job on first down. He, um, you know, he's he's been just efficient with what he's done. And um, I think all three of the guys are different. They bring different things to the table. The thing that I really appreciate about all, all of them is their unselfishness. And certainly with Jackson, uh, early on, he was doing a lot of the blocking and just different things like that. And the ball were, well, was, you know, maybe going to, you know, Garrett and, and Chris a little bit more. But, you know, you never saw him get selfish about it at all. And then all of a sudden it's come around and he's played well. So uh, all three of those guys got to play well. You just don't know going into a game who's going to get the majority of those touches. And it, it's it's not anything good or bad, you know, for any three of them. It's just sometimes the way the game goes. Uh, third row right, uh, Tim May, Letterman row. Yeah, just a couple of quickies. Uh, Ryan, has, has CJ rung out the offense the last couple of weeks, meaning has he gotten pretty much the most out of it you could ask for when he's in there? And do you, do you see that continuing to evolve, his ability to – to find the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the issues are always there. I say that all the time. And it's our job to make sure we identify what those issues are and, and to be clean. And, um, you know, certainly the efficiency has been much better, but, um, you know, by no means perfect, anybody on offense. And so, um, you know, we got to continue to grow and get built, you know, build and get stronger and keep upgrading. You know, like we talked about, every, every week has got to be an upgrade. And uh, do you personally, with everything you've got going on, do you – are you able to find quiet time for yourself? Do you make quiet time for yourself to just think through uh, things? Do you have that, uh, or do you even have to do that? Um, you know, I've someone asked me about three or four years ago in the off season. You know, we we're talking about just the day to day stuff, and someone asked me, "So when do you have time uh, on your own?" And I thought for myself, "Well, I never do." <laughs> and I uh, really thought about that long and hard. And then dur- during the, the pandemic and during COVID, I had an opportunity to kind of spend a little more time uh, by myself just because of the way things were. And uh, so I've tried to do that some. Uh, certainly not on a week like this. There's no time. Um, every single second is uh, you, have to ma- you have to maximize every second, every single second. So by the time that game's over, you're blown out. It's just the way it goes. Uh, but during the season, I do try to find some Sometime, um, certainly, you don't get to see your family much. So, when you do have free free time, you like to be around your family because um, that that kind of uh, gives you a lot of peace as a coach, is being around your wife and kids, and uh, they certainly do that for me. Um, but but every once in a while, it is good to have a little peace and quiet. Uh, I, I would say the only time right now would maybe be in the car, just turn the music down, and just take about 15, 20 minutes and enjoy a little time by your, on yourself. And one of the quick, uh, do you have a propensity in games like this? You personally to be more tight or more loose when it comes to, like, literally calling the offense? I mean, what have you found? I don't know. I mean, I think it just depends on the situation in the game. And There's so many variables at play, and you just have to do whatever you think is best to win the game. And if that means winning 10-7, that means winning 10-7. That means winning, you know, 62-60, that, that's what you got to do too. You know, you, you don't know what, what that um, – what that scoreboard is going to look like. And it isn't about anything other than winning the game. And whatever you think is best at that time, you got to do. And final questions, uh, third row right, Doug Lamarie, Cleveland.com. Just out of curiosity, do you know Mike McDonald at all? You ever met him? I don't. No, I don't. Um, you talked about watching that 2016 video with RJ, right, with that kind of helped introduce you. 
that wasn't just an Ohio State-Michigan game the year before you got here. That was like a great game, right? Double overtime. Sometimes there are games that sort of enter the fabric of the rivalry a little more than others, right? You guys dropping whatever it was, 62 and 56, the last two times in this game. What do you think that has done to the rivalry for your offense the last two times in this game to show out like that? How has that affected the rivalry? Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think maybe uh, when it's all said and done, and, and I'm done here, we can go back and, and look at some of those things. But right now, it's like I, I just I'm so focused on this game right now and trying to maximize our team and get ready to play in this game. And I certainly appreciate the question, but uh, that means nothing. Then you know we got we got to play really good in this game, and and then maybe in a few years, you know, we can we can go back and look at, at, at what these years have been like. But um, all I can think about is playing in this game. They threw the ball to Donovan Edwards ten times last week. There have been, you know, for instance, Chris Olave for you guys since freshman year, end of the year, two right. touchdown pass against Michigan. Yep. What does it take for a freshman skill guy to come on like that at the end of the year? And how does that affect your prep when all of a sudden Edwards is a much bigger part of their game plan than it had been previously? Yeah, good player. We recruited him. Um, he's the same year as Trey, and um, it has a good skill set. You know, so like you said. Uh, when Chris, that, that freshman year, he blocked the punt at two touchdown catches. Then the next year, Garrett um, really came on the scene, you know, and that was a big game for him as a, as a freshman. And so I, I use those two uh, examples all the time to a young freshman that, you know, sometimes it takes that full year for you to get your feet in the ground. And certainly Donovan's a good player and a lot of respect for him. And so it looks like he's really coming into his own right now. So we've got to be aware of where he's at. And then I'm going to ask you an awards question that maybe you don't want to answer because it's Michigan week, but they just released a bunch of the individual award finalists. Today, Boletnikoff Award, for instance, three guys, three receivers, no Ohio State guys. All American teams are being selected right now. Some of us in this room are voters on stuff. From your viewpoint, what would your advice be to any voter on all this stuff about how you differentiate a team that has a lot of good players right. doing something and maybe guys who are standouts and are great players but stand out more on other teams? I think you know what I'm asking, I and I just think – I mean, again, we vote for this stuff. It can be hard. I'm yep. just curious what you, your advice would be on that. Yeah, and, and I don't like talking about it uh, during this week, and I usually don't like talking about it in general, individual awards, but I will say that I agree. I think the, the individual awards should go to the best players, not necessarily the best statistics. And I think that sometimes there's a lot of, um, you know, different scenarios for the players at Ohio State. You know, we just, uh, like you said, you know, we have several good players on both sides of the ball. And sometimes we get into games where they, you know, they're maybe not playing as many snaps as some of the other guys across the country. So I think that should be taken into consideration. Great. Coach, thank you. Very okay, much. thanks.